0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Q and A questions with your favorite athletes. With me is Eastern Kentucky University linebacker Chase Laster. Chase, what's up, man?
1: What's up, man? How
0: you doing today? Dude, I am doing spectacular. Especially now that you're on the on the podcast with me, it's it's ten <laughs> times better. All right, I just got Appreciate a Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Yeah, man. I just got a few quick questions for you. So you made a big change this past year, transferring from FAU, Florida Atlantic University, where you've been since 2017, to EKU. Why the transfer? Why the big shift?
1: So my, my retro sophomore year, I was played linebacker under uh, the coach, coach Jim Levitt. I led the team in tackles and was all conference. Mm. Um, the next year we had Mike Stoops come. So as a new defensive coordinator, uh, I got moved the defensive end and uh, I still played it all, but I knew that with my last year of college football, I know I'm not an NFL defensive end, but I'm confident I'm an NFL linebacker. So yeah. I want to go to a school where I knew I could play linebacker and stay in the game and so that was pretty much it. I just wanted to play linebacker where I'm meant to be and not be a defensive lineman, you know, when I'm two hundred twenty-five pounds. So
0: just watching some of your highlights, I mean it's almost like you were born to be at the linebacker position. And so I, I know I know not being where you felt like you were meant to be was a weird shift. So why why did he make you shift to that position?
1: You know, man, it's uh it's a weird sport. It's a political sport. Coaches run the game. Um, you know, you, you play for them, and that's how it is. Uh the thing is I was led to believe I was going to play linebacker all the way through camp, yeah. I mean, all the way through the summer, and then the very first day of camp, they switched me to defensive end. And so, I mean, it was a true defensive end, like a defensive lineman. So, it was, uh, it was different. But you know, they did it to me, and I couldn't do anything at that point when the season was there.
0: Yeah. Well, how'd that conversation go then? Because I know, I know, I know <laughs> uh, you were upset about that.
1: Yeah, I was upset, but it, it just—they pretty much told me they need me to play defensive end, and that was because our. The year before we had a, a pass rusher, late McCarthy he had left. I guess I needed somebody to get down and play on the line that was big enough so I, I was
0: the one. Now, you know, how did that change things for you, you know, perspective-wise? Cuz what? Did you end up playing that year as Yeah, defensive yeah, I played end? I played plenty. Okay, perfect. so you played so you played a lot that year. What was, you know, what was the biggest change, you know, besides just the position? What was the big change that you had to make?
1: Well, <laughs> I mean, honestly, it was the coaching because the year before I was allowed to—I was allowed to be an athlete. I was allowed to play football and make plays. With the new coaching staff under Mike Stoops, uh, they almost thought football was like calculus. And you know, it was—I wasn't allowed to play football. It was—I had to run three yards up fields and, and sit for contain. Uh, you know, if it wasn't third down and long, I'm not allowed to pass rush. It was—it uh, was very weird. It was a system that I wasn't allowed to be the athlete I am in. So it, they made me like a robot. I'll say that was the biggest change
0: not allowed to pass rush as a defensive end
1: yeah no i mean like i've literally i've gotten taken out for multiple drives because like i've gotten a tfl for for going under a block yeah instead of around it you know like just making plays if it wasn't the my play to be made like i would get taken out so i just i didn't agree with that so i left
0: wow so you so you're telling me that eku they're they want you to be that athlete they're fine with you being that athlete
1: oh yeah 100 i mean i i'm allowed to make play if there's a play out of my gap and i go make it it's a good play. You know, I mean, of course, there's still structure and I have to do my job. Yeah. But I'm still allowed to be a ball player. And uh, I mean, I even get the rush off the edge now because they see that I can't pass rush. Yeah. So we even have a package where I'm, where I'm rushing off the edge and running stunts. So.
0: Oh, man. Wow. So you're pretty much like. I love that. Best of both worlds almost. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Wow. So, I mean, you came in here having a lot to prove as well. Because what? You're, are you a redshirt senior this year? Because I saw that you redshirted like your sophomore and junior year.
1: Yeah, yeah. So is my last year. This is done. So, yeah, because of COVID and then a red
0: Wow. So you have a lot to prove coming into, you know, a pretty well solidified EKU team. You know, what have you done to solidify yourself on this roster and, you know, just on this team in general, especially as as a senior?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, every day is just a mentality when you show up to practice. I mean, you got to be mean, you got to be tough. You can't be scared to step on toes. Um, I mean, you got to make it known that you're coming in there to start. And I mean, it's what it is. I mean, every day I showed up, I worked. You got to push through pain, push through energy and out compete. The man in front of you every day and so i eventually hired the starting spot and it's been going great
0: ever since then now you mentioned playing through the pain you know you said you had a sprained ankle right now what happened
1: yeah yeah so no i played four quarters on a high ankle sprain uh, last week oh my gosh um so during the first quarter i kind of helicoptered around and i have a big old uh like dent in my calf muscle they're saying it's contusion but that caused me to go dead leg so i couldn't feel my foot or ankle when i was playing and then I pushed off the wrong way and I got an ankle sprain, but Jeez. I still played all four quarters on it. So I mean, I limped through the whole game. Yeah, but I still ended up with seven tackles, and it worked out. But
0: it was tough. <laughs> man, I mean that—that's just that's just dedication right there. Holy cow! Yeah, that, I
1: barely walked. I man, I was literally on one leg playing ball. So
0: and how's that? You know, how's that translate to practice now? Because you um, said you were just limping through it.
1: <laughs> yeah, the same thing with practice. I'm limping through it. You know, uh, all coaches have different philosophies on, um, you know preparation of the week you know like i've had jim levitt when i would come beat up from a game mm-hmm. you know I, i'm resting for next week uh same with lane kiffin but you know willie taggart came was a little difference like now you got to get through the practice don't mm-hmm. care if you're injured you're, you're practicing or you're not playing and that's how it is here um you know i got to practice i'm not gonna play so of course coach works with me he knows i'm hurt but you know i still got to push through more than most would maybe like to but you know mm-hmm. it is what it is it's college football
0: yeah so it's pretty much you know no pain no gain in a way
1: Exactly, I mean, you know, there's give and take with everything, you know, so if, if I want to keep playing and keep starting, you know, I got to push through the practices and push through the pain, but it's yeah. a part of the
0: sport. It's almost like if you were to not practice because of the pain, you pretty much wouldn't have a future with football because this is your last season.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, the thing is, it, th- that depends on the coaching staff, because had it been, you know, Jim Levitt, I'd be fine, probably have a healthy ankle right now, and I'd be playing just fine on Saturday, but yeah. different coaching staffs would prefer you to practice through the, you know, and so... It's lingering, and it's there, but I'll always push through it, you know. So it depends on the coaching staff. I mean, but yeah, it is my senior year, it's my last year, so I do got to make it happen.
0: Do you think, you know, this injury could really affect you in the future, you know, just how you no, take care of man, it No, man. I mean,
1: I played. No, I played through everything in the world. I mean, I had a full hyperextension against Austin P. Oh my gosh! I finished that game. Um, I played through it. I mean, my knee still aches, but I keep playing through. It. I mean, it's whatever when it comes to pain. I've played through plenty of injury. Always have and always will.
0: Now, you know, it's funny enough, you know, it seems like you more have injured more people than than you've gotten injured. Just watching your, just watching your highlights, you know, I went through them a, like a few weeks ago. I mean, you're a very get-right-to-the-ball type of guy. You know, it's waste no time filling the hole and absolutely just taking them down. I mean, so what's your what's your mentality going into a game?
1: Man, um, going into a game, well, to be honest, you know, I'm not a hype man. I, don't, I mean, I could take a nap before a football game. I don't really get any of those nervous feelings. Or uh, When it's when it comes to game day, I'm calm as can be. I'm there. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, leading up to the game, there's always self-doubt, you know. But when you're there, you're there. It's time to roll. And um, other than that, but I would say when I'm on the field and, you know, playing, you know the, the snap starts, I mean, I'm just trying to come downhill and hit somebody in the mouth, make them not want to hit me again, really.
0: That's the thing. You know, you know you've done your job whenever they run to the opposite hole of yours.
1: Yes. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I mean, I mean, you know, I like to make the tackle, but once somebody gets hit in the hole once, they probably don't want to go there again, and that is my job.
0: And so, pregame ritual. You know, what do you, you said your calmness can be before a game. What are you doing to get yourself in that mental state?
1: Uh, man, you know, like I said, it's not really a mental state even because I show up. It's the same with practice. Once the snap starts, you know, I'm full speed. Man, I show up and I play ball. You know, when the snap starts... I'm full speed. I mean, I, I literally I practice like games. I hit it. Practice like games. So it's just kind of how I've always been and how I always will be.
0: So it's really just translating from practice to the game. You know, you're you're always gonna play in practice like you would a game. Yeah, man. I saying. mean, as
1: long I mean, you know, as long as you're not on a spraying deck, as long, you know, I'm always gonna push it as far as I can. So uh, that's what I always. I mean, I don't really think about it. It's not. It's not something I have to think about when you just you know you come off the ball hard every snap. For so many years, it becomes like innate. It just keeps
0: happening. So it's routine almost for you.
1: Yeah, it's routine. That's it. It's
0: routine. Wow. So you know, I know a lot of guys are like, man, I got to listen to this certain song. I got to do this certain warm up. All these things. You're just like, I just get there and I do it.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, put me on the field, put an offense on their side of the ball, and let's get it.
0: <laughs> just make it happen, dude. That's so awesome. Now y'all are three and three on the season. How does that three? make you feel? Tough.
1: Well, man, it's so tough, especially when when you have teams beat. And you lose. I mean, but that's the thing about football. It's a four-quarter game. Every play has a life of its own. You know, um, you can't look at the scoreboard. And we've often looked at, looked at the scoreboard. I mean, and, and it's tough when you go, you beat a team, you know, FBS team like Bowling Green. We beat them in seven overtimes. Then lose Austin P. You know, I mean, it's very tough. but. That just shows the consistency that should be kept off season. You know, what I mean, it translates to the season. You know what I mean? Every little detail, you have to be on top of them. I mean, history will repeat itself. I've been a part of teams that weren't completely focused and locked in on every detail, and you lose because of a detail. And then if the team is tuned into these fine details, you win. I mean, it's a, it's
0: a tough sport. Now, tell me more about that Bowling Green game. Seven overtimes, you said? I mean, that's, yeah, seven. That's insane. Tell me more. Let's hear it.
1: That was tough. I mean, so that's the game I played. I played seven overtimes on the hyperextension that happened, like, the first or second quarter. That was tough. But uh, other than that, I mean, it was a great game. I had a great game. It was fun. I think I ended up with 15 tackles. I mean, it was back and forth. It was everything that you could hope a football game, as a competitor at least, like would be. I mean, it was down to the wire. I mean, every overtime, you know, shit, we think we have it won, And then, you know, the touchdown, oh, gosh, we're back out there, boys, one more time. And we kept saying one more time. One more time, and it ended up happening seven times. Wow! So it's an honor to be a part of. Though I'm glad I got to experience that,
0: dude. Because just one more time, and that could have could have changed the entire game. You know, one missed 100%. tackle. Because you know, defense. Oh, yeah. You know, defense wins those championships. And mm-hmm. wow, seven overtime still. I mean, that that just that's something you don't hear about too often.
1: Uh, I know, and, and I'm glad we won because that would have been a long bus ride home. So I'm very glad we pulled that one out.
0: Yeah, now tell me about the this most recent game. Y'all lost 25-17 to Sam Houston. They're three yeah. and two right now. So what what all happened during that game?
1: Man, it's tough. It's one of those things when you, when you have a team beat. Um, well, so I mean, we pretty much have them beat. With with one minute left, we scored a touchdown and we were up by one. Mm-hmm. Um, throughout the whole game, I don't think there was one pass interference. I mean, the, the cornerbacks and they had they've been hand fighting all game all day. It was that type of, uh, you know, refereeing style. Well, on third down, I believe, uh, about to win the game, one more stop. We got a pass interference from the same type of hand fighting that was been going that went on all day. And uh, wow. it put them in field goal range with about 20 seconds left, and they kicked it. I mean, it was a tough loss, tough break. But, you know, that, again, goes back to the details. And even though you've been hand fighting all day as a cornerback, you got to understand the situation we're in. And then it's fourth quarter with a minute left. You know, you got to play it safe. I mean, I even – I had to open it on the quarterback, and I didn't take it because I was worried about a penalty, you know, if he got the ball off just a second too fast. So, you know, you, you got to know the situation you're in.
0: Now, how do you, you know, bring yourself back after a tough losses like that?
1: Well, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you've heard the saying, so what, now what? Mm-hmm. I mean, so what, now what? So what, we lost. Now what are we going to do about it? That's how I look at it. I mean, you can't sit there and linger. you got to move on and you got to get better from it or – just gonna hold you back
0: yeah it's it's not it's not good to just sit there and dwell on it because there's nothing you can do about it at that point N- not at all so what now what so what now what and now take us back at the beginning man where'd this whole football journey start
1: well i guess when i was eight years old uh, i played my first bit of peewee i took a two years off in junior high um i mean like i've never watched football growing up or anything uh i mean i just played it and so it's kind of yeah man i ended up in high school I ended up being a big kid. I hit hard. And then I, I guess I figured I was going to play college football after that.
0: I mean, that's, that's so. a pretty simplified way to say it, you know. Like, yeah, hey, but you, I, you,
1: I was never groomed into it or anything. Like, I never really went to combines, never been to a camp, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I didn't I didn't have all that, but I, I played ball at the school, so.
0: I heard, I heard and I saw that your grandpa played NFL football. Is that true?
1: Great-grandfather, Great-grandfather uh, Aaron grandfather. Brown.
0: Now, tell me more about that. Did he inspire you at all to go play football?
1: No, not really. Um, Man, I, I don't really have an inspiration to play football. I just like, I mean, I love hitting somebody and, and knowing that, you know, that their family's up there in the stands and saw it, you know. <laughs> I mean, I love that, and I love the competitive part of it. I love being able to, you know, beat someone and let them know about it. But, no, I don't have any really inspirational stories for, for why I played or anything. I just, I like hitting, I like competing, and that was about it.
0: Man, I mean, hey, there was nothing wrong with that at all. Now, what would you say your biggest, your you know, brag, brag on yourself for a sec. What do you think your biggest skill that you bring into a game is?
1: I would say, I guess I guess, aggression and toughness. I mean, I want to say speed, but I'm limping around right now, so I, I, I don't know if I can back that up this week. But uh, I would just say the aggression and toughness because uh, most kids don't play through sprained ankles or hyperextensions, you know, three or four quarters. I just say that and willing to go really go put your helmet in somebody's chin strap. You know, a lot of kids talk about it. But very few do it. Play and pl- play after play. You know, I mean, it's you gotta you gotta love it. Now, biggest flaw? I would say my flaw is the fact that I, like I told you, I never watched football growing up. I never followed it or was groomed into it. And it, it was probably understanding concepts as a linebacker, um, mm-hmm. because I never knew what offenses ran. I mean, I played some running back. I get handed the ball, but I didn't understand switch routes, rub routes, concepts. Uh, I mean, highs and lows. I never knew any of that. So. Probably just mentally grasping the sport and also different coaches' defenses. I've ran different defenses, uh, played offense, played tight end in college. So just the mental part and just understanding sport that I never grew up learning or watching, you know?
0: Wait, now how did you adjust into that college, you know, into that college setting of learning all these new structures? You know, how offensive ran, how defenses were ran.
1: Well, that was tough. So I came – so my freshman year, Coach Kiffin had me at tight end. I played tight end. If you ever watch his offense, it's very high-paced, his tempo, and it's very complicated. The tight end pretty much adjusts. For for the whole offense, he is the adjuster. So I learned a lot. And honestly, that was me and my good friend, Logan Peterson. He was other freshman tight end. We spent hours and hours with assistant coaches and GAs just trying to learn, trying to learn. I mean, it it was repetition. And then, uh, honestly, also on-the-field reps – I've learned very well from making mistakes. Once mm-hmm. I've made a mistake on the field, I usually don't make it again. In the film room, you know, you could go through everything, and, and not all of it's going to stick. So.
0: Because mm-hmm. it's it's hours of hours you're pouring into film. Yeah,
1: well. hours and hours. I mean, so when it comes to film, you're going to pick up a little bit. I mean, you'll learn, you know, like what gap you need to hit, but when you're actually out on the field, it's a whole different story. Um, and that's where I personally, that's where I learned the best.
0: Now, whenever it comes to your daily regimen, your your you know your daily routine, you know what? Give us a day in the life of Chase Lassiter. Let's hear it.
1: All right. Well, I wake up, have some coffee, and I immediately take my dog to these fields. I I let him out, and he drives by the truck. So I let him out and just drive. He chases me for a mile or two. Uh After that, go home. Oh, also I let the cats out back too in the morning. And I would get everybody inside, feed the fish, head to football practice, come home from football practice, run the dog again. I mean, maybe do a little homework if, if it's due, because like Thursday, Sunday nights, I'm always doing homework. And then, uh, yeah, run the dog again. That's it, man. I don't, I go to football and I go home. That's it.
0: And of course, your dog is involved. Tell me more about your dog.
1: Yeah, man. I got a, he's a Dugo Argentino. It's a Argentinian hunting dog. Mm-hmm. They look like big, tall, white pit bulls, really. But, I mean, he's a great dog. I mean, he lives with my cats. He's, uh, He's my best friend. I got him my sophomore year of college, so
0: oh, wow. he's so been there he's, ever since. So he's been there for a little bit then. Oh, yeah, he's been
1: there since. I mean, I had him in the dorms. I used to sneak him upstairs in a suitcase. so.
0: Wow, in a suitcase?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm a travel football bag. I have, have <laughs> old pictures of it on my Instagram. But I, yeah, as a puppy, I brought him in just like that.
0: Wow, that's crazy. And so, you know, how is you know, dogs, they say dogs are a man's best friend. You know, how has he helped you in everyday life?
1: Well, um, the thing is, if you get a dog, I mean, it's like, I love animals. I grew up, I didn't watch football. I watched animal shows. Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin was who I wanted to be. So, I mean, getting a dog for me, it was, I always planned on it. I grew up with dogs, but it's such a responsibility. I mean, if you ever had a free life or free time and you plan on being a good dog owner, because I know plenty of college students who get them and you never see the dog outside of the cage once it's not a puppy, you know, and it's very sad, Mm -hmm. but it's time consuming, man. I mean, it's. When everybody goes home and takes naps, I got to go home and run the dog, you know? Mm -hmm. So, but he is my best friend. I bring him everywhere. And it's worth it. If you're willing to put the time in, it's always worth it.
0: That's awesome, dude. That's so cool. And, all right, I got a big question here. You ready for it? Yep. All right, man. You just signed a $20 million NFL contract, theoretically, okay? Okay. What are you going to do with that first million? Oh, I'm
1: probably going to go get 100 acres somewhere in the state of Florida. my home.
0: 100 acres gonna, in the state of Florida.
1: I'm going to go buy some land where I'm from. That's exactly what I'm going to do.
0: Hmm, man. Now, what was it like growing up in Florida?
1: Uh, Man, it's, it's the coolest place in the world to grow up in. And you don't realize it till you leave. Um, so I'm from North Florida in Jacksonville. And I just lived the last five years in South Florida. So been there my whole life. Pretty much other than a couple years I spent in Colorado, about age 8 to 11 or 7 to 10. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Florida's amazing. It has everything you could want. Beaches, swamps, you could go do. I mean, gosh, any activity you can imagine it's around, any type of vibe you could imagine is there. It's truly a melting pot of just everything.
0: So, so do I you, love it. So do you plan on going back to Florida after college? I'm going to
1: or... die in Florida. Most definitely. I will die in the state of Florida.
0: <laughs> Born and died in Florida. Man, I love that. I love that. That's just yes. some loyal, loyalty to your home state.
1: 100% bury me in limestone.
0: Oh, man, I love that, dude. I love that. What's the end goal, man? And hey, where do you see yourself in the next five years? The end goal, well,
1: the end goal is just make the NFL. And it's, just, it's a pride thing. I want to prove to myself my family. I mean, especially because in high school, I committed to the University of Michigan. I was the number 2 fullback in the nation on ESPN. And there was all these high hopes. And then you make certain choices in life. And, you know, you ended up at Florida Atlantic. Or, I mean, so I just really want to prove to myself that I'm an athlete I always knew I have been. And um, that's about it. I just want to make it to the league, get the chance. And then after that, I'll probably be on that 100 Acres hanging out. That's about it.
0: That's it. Football and home.
1: Football and home and my animals and my family. That's about it, man.
0: Let's just say theoretically, all right, you're going, let's just say, first or second round of the draft, all right? What team would you want to pick you?
1: Jacksonville Jaguars is where I'm from.
0: Jacksonville Jaguars, man. I love that. You want to be paired up with Trevor Lawrence and all them?
1: Hey, man, it's – I don't care the quarterback. Honestly, I like Gardner, I like Gardner Minshew a little bit better. He's my favorite. Uh huh. But yeah, I'll take Trevor. Yeah, I mean the Jaguars would be my dream, and then second is is you know Bucks or Dolphins, and then third I would like to play for Bill Belichick and the Patriots because I feel he has that standard. You know, I mean the Alabama standard, the Lane Kiffin standard. He he holds his team to that standard, and that's something that I really look for.
0: Man, so you're pretty much either you want to play in a, for a Florida team. Or you're going up somewhere cold. So would you would you really be would you be able to put up with the cold?
1: Well man, if you're making money you put up with anything,
0: right? Amen <laughs> to that. Yeah. Now you're talking. Now you're talking.
1: Yep. If I don't go to the league, I'm going I'm gonna go straight for a pursuit of the UFC. So I'm gonna go to Thailand and learn more Thai kicks the palm trees, maybe go wrestle in Dagestan for a bit and then come back and try to fight the UFC. That's my only backup career if I don't make it to the league, so we'll
0: see. So either way you wanna be hitting somebody.
1: Either way, I just want to get paid for my athletic ability, you know, because I believe in myself. I believe I can do it. And I have, I'm about to have my MBA and all my master's in business, but I don't want to use that. I want to, I want to make a living for my body. So I know I can do it, and I want to prove that to myself and my family.
0: Wow, man, you're going, you're going, pretty, you're trying to finish this year off strong. You know, I, I really hope that injury does not bar you from any, from anything upcoming. So I know, I know the draft will be soon. Hey, well, remember me whenever you're, you're a big shot in the NFL. All right. Hey, man, if I
1: make it, of course, I'm not the type of guy. I most definitely will do another interview if I make it, man.
0: What are you going to say to any young guy that's listening to you right now? You know, what are you going to say? Inspire the people.
1: And then, man, it's all about mental toughness. When you think you can't go anymore, just go another day. And then always be tougher than the next man. The man that you're competing with, I mean, and also the man in the mirror. Just, just keep
0: pushing. Man, inspirational, dude. Well, hey, this has been Q&A, episode six. Chase, Chase, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for your time.